Today for my sermon, I want to point out, as we frequently do, the connection between the Old Testament prophecy and the fulfillment of it by Jesus in the Gospel. And I don't want today to focus on the question of the cross and suffering, even though those are very much there, but on something else, namely the question of the spirit, of a promised fountain, and an outpouring. Now, our first reading was from the prophet Zechariah, and he is one of a number of prophets in the Old Testament who prophesied that there would be a time of a a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we as Christians can fail to understand how significant that is because we fail to understand what the Spirit and what the prophets meant to the Jews and in particular to the Jews at the time of Jesus. And the point is this, that at the time of Jesus, there had stopped being prophets. There were no longer prophets, there was no longer an outpouring of the Spirit. There were no longer those anointed by the Spirit. So we read earlier on in the history of the Jews in the Bible, how they'd been rescued from Egypt by the Lord, given the promised land. And then there'd been this long, long sequence of prophet after prophet sent by the Lord, by the power of his Spirit, to his chosen people to speak to them. And yet a time came when the prophets stopped. So after Elijah, there was no more prophecy. There were no more prophets. There was no more giving of the Spirit. And there were centuries when the Jewish people lived in the hope that there would be another prophet, that a prophet would come. And so these promises, like the one we hear today from Zechariah, that there would be a future outpouring of the Spirit, that there would be another one to come. For the Jews at the time of Jesus, who had had this long time of no prophets, this was a hugely important promise. So John the Baptist, John the Baptist came, and if you remember the Gospel passage, he leapt in his mother's womb while still in her, leapt filled with the Holy Spirit. And so many of the Jews thought that John the Baptist was finally going to be the one, the awaited prophet. And yet John the Baptist said that he wasn't the one, that he was the one preparing for the one to come. So Jesus... Well, the title Christ, the word Christ means anointed. Anointed for his role, anointed for the role that the Jewish people were waiting for, this prophet to come. So when in the gospel text that we heard there, uh, the Lord asked them, who do the crowd say I am? And then more specifically, who do you say that I am? And when Peter answers that question by saying, you are the Christ, he's saying, you are the anointed one. You are the one we were waiting for. You are the one who has the spirit that was promised. (laughs) 
Now, the Lord Jesus was anointed, but he wasn't anointed with oil, the way the kings of the Jews were. He was anointed, as we hear in the Gospels, by the Spirit, that at his baptism, the heavens opened and the Spirit came down in the form of a dove, and he was anointed with power, visibly by the Spirit. And that meant that he ended this long period where there'd been no prophets, been no spirits, just the hope, the promise that it would come. And in him, it did. And as we know, he brought about in himself through his work, through his further promises and what he promised and gave at Pentecost, a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit to all those who would believe in him. And so in him is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Zechariah, that there would be a fountain a being poured out of the Spirit. Now let me briefly take that in a slightly different direction namely the cross, the cross that is very directly referred to in both Zechariah and in the words of the Lord. That anointing is always for a purpose, for a mission. And the mission of the Lord Jesus was an unexpected mission. It was a mission, as we heard him say, for the cross. That the same passage where he's referred to as the anointed one is where he says that he is the one who has to suffer and die, and that anyone who would follow him has to likewise be willing to die to this world, that they might live to the next, that they have to carry their cross with him if we are to have the life of grace, the life of the Spirit empowering us. And in that prophecy of Zechariah, it says that not only is he the one who was anointed for us, but that we are the ones who killed him. They will look on the one whom they have pierced. That when I look at the Lord on the cross, I see him and I know that I have killed him, that my sins have done that to him. That he died, as St. Paul says, as truly for me as for anybody else, as truly for my sins as for anybody else. That he was anointed by the Spirit for that mission for me. And yet, if I look at him on the cross and look at him as my Saviour, as the one who died for me, not that I might die, but that I might live, and if I seek to die with him, take up my cross with him, then in following in that cross, in following the way of the Lord, there is the way to a new life, a promised outpouring of the Spirit on the one who in himself ended that long time of no prophets, of no prophecy, of no Spirit, by coming with the Spirit. And if I follow him, then that Spirit can be in my heart and strengthen and empower me too.